0: Welcome to the Let's Talk Energy podcast from EnergyNet. This series was recorded at the Africa Energy Forum 2023 in Nairobi, Kenya. Join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players, stakeholders, and rising stars of Africa's energy sector.
1: Hello from Nairobi and the Africa Energy Forum 2023. We're here today with Anya Baba Ikem from African Infrastructure Investment Managers or AIM. My name is Mark Howard. I'm the deputy editor of African Energy, a newsletter covering the power and energy sectors founded in 1998. So Baba, lovely to uh, be with you here today. Thank you, Mark. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here and thanks, thanks for having me. Fantastic! Have you had a good conference thus far?
0: Yes, it's uh, it's been intense, uh, but very fruitful, and uh,
1: looking forward to the upcoming days. Fantastic! So, um, I wondered if you could, for the benefit of our audience, give an introduction to um, AIM um, and a bit of background. Okay,
0: so so AIM, or you know, the, the longer version, Africa Infrastructure Investment Managers, we are a pan-African uh, private equity firm focused on the energy and infrastructure sectors. Um, so that spans, you know, across you know, power assets, uh, digital infrastructure, ports and logistics, roads, and so on and so forth. Um, We've been on the continent since 2000, so that's going 23 years of operations uh, on the continent. Um, We have offices in five locations. Um, We're a subsidiary of Old Mutual, so uh, call it our headquarters is in South Africa. Uh, We have uh, an office in uh, Cape Town, another in Johannesburg. Uh, I'm based in Lagos. Um, uh, where we oversee Nigeria and, and Ghana, we also have an office in Abidjan where the team oversees uh, um, uh, Francophone West Africa, and then obviously where we are today uh, in Nairobi, we have we have a team here who is uh, uh, looking over East Africa. Um, in terms of what we are currently focusing on at the moment, um, there, 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 there are three key pillars. Uh, the first is supporting Africa uh, in in building out its capacity. Uh, in line with the energy energy transition story. Uh, the second is around uh, digital infrastructure, as I mentioned earlier, uh, increasing connectivity of, of myself and you, just like we're doing today, uh, across the continent. And then finally, around ports and logistics, where we are uh, uh, improving uh, the, the movements of goods and services ac- across the continent. Um, to date, we have about uh, $2.5 billion of assets uh, under management and growing. Um, and yeah, that's 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 for you.
1: Fantastic, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah, very interesting indeed. And um, we're here today, of course, at the uh, the Energy Forum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so let's talk about renewables deployments in Africa and and your work in that space.
0: Oh, uh, great, 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 uh, great, great question. So, so look, I, I think there has been significant progress uh, across the continent in terms of uh, building out uh, energy infrastructure energy infrastructures to meet uh, our needs, as well as decarbonize our our energy mix. So if you look between 2015 to uh, 2022, uh, renewable capacity has increased uh, 12% um, uh, annually. Um, You look at on-grid hybrid capacities, so talking about solar combined with batteries or solar combined with gas generating assets, that has doubled in that same time period to 2 gigawatts. Uh, and is forecast to go up to seven gigawatts by by 2020 2026 um, it's, it's, it's great progress in-house uh, at aim one of our uh, portfolio companies star sites which we invested uh, into in 2017 uh, at that stage it was only present in Nigeria with about 30 pilot sites uh, today you know call it end of 2022 uh, that business now has either signed operational Uh, capacities upwards of of 400 megawatts, which is significant growth uh, within that time. So we have played our part in in, in those numbers that I I mentioned. Um, I think everybody recognizes that um, there's still a lot to do given the vast uh, renewable uh, resources we have uh, on the continent. Um, uh, uh, Given the the vast renewable assets we have on the continent, uh, Africa is still responsible for less than 2% of, of global renewable capacity. Um, we still have circa 500, 600 million people who still don't have access to, to electricity. Um, our industrial and commercial sectors, uh, which side focuses on, uh, still suffers from uh, unreliable power. So even if we have made significant progress to date, I think everybody recognizes that uh, there's still a lot to be done and, and the pace also has to be picked up. Thank you. Very interesting indeed. Yeah. So Very good progress thus
1: far, but lots of work still to do and lots of opportunities ahead. Correct. Um, And you mentioned um, Star Sites, uh, one of your investees. Yeah. And um, one of the um, exciting trends in the power sector in Africa recently has, of course, been commercial and industrial power, or often termed CNI, in the industry. And you're one of the leaders in this space, of course. So if you could just
0: tell us a little bit more about CNI and AIM's approach to it. Fantastic. So the the CNI sector, as you you rightly put, is, is the commercial and industrial sector. Uh, which is the, the the engine or the backbone of economic growth around the continent, and uh, at AIM and I think widely it is accepted that you know addressing the the the, the energy gap there and making operations greener in that sector uh, is important to delivering on on uh, uh, the key sustainable energy uh, sustainable development goals. So whether you're talking about providing clean uh, an affordable part, the commercial and industrial sector is, uh, is highly dependent on that uh, to support growth. Um, if you support the commercial and industrial sector, you are supporting uh, the creation of jobs, uh, reducing poverty and supporting economic growth across the continent. And for us as infrastructure, infrastructure investors, what is also attractive about this sector is, you know, this is, this is the sector that typically has uh, the, call it the highest credit worthy uh, clients. Uh, where you know you know you're investing in solar and wind assets uh, that have 15 to 20 year lifespans, uh, you want to ensure that you know the the off-takers on the back of of those assets are there within that time. And we believe the CNI sector is has been a great place to start. We need to expand beyond that, uh, but I think it's the CNI sector has been a catalyst um, for 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 addressing the needs you know in the residential uh, and you know uh, you know rural. Uh, areas as you address that, I think you will begin to uh, see, see a network building up from the CNI space. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. And just to add to that, uh, for, I mean, the commercial industrial sector, you know, it ranges from you know, uh, you know, a bank branch um, where people go in to deposit to collect money, to you know, larger things like you know, manufacturing plants, uh, 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 mines, uh, and, and and as you are, you have, you know, there's there's a there's a huge um, there's a huge spectrum of 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 off that sit within that pocket.
1: Thank you. Yeah, fantastic yep. overview. And and as you say very rightly, C and I is a handy overall term. Yeah. But clearly there's a huge difference between, right. let's say, retail premises yep. with a small rooftop solar mounted system. Mm-hmm. Uh right the way up to, as you mentioned, very large off takers such as um, you know, uh, manufacturing enterprises, um, mines, or yep. with very heavy, you know, power demands, power intensive users. Mm-hmm. So, you know, vast market there um, yep. to address of course. And um, CNI, um, as a sort of a concept, if you like, has, of course, existed for a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, mines have always needed power mm-hmm. in remote locations, mm-hmm. for instance, that that would not be practical to be supplied by the grid. Mm-hmm. But with the emergence of renewable energy mm-hmm. um, as part of the energy transition, um, we're actually seeing renewables come to predominate in CNI. So what's your take on the importance of renewables in particular you know, to CNI projects going forward?
0: Fantastic. So, uh, again, uh, another great question. I think the, the, the thing that the, the renewables has heightened um, since, you know, solar came into prominence so solar wind came into prominence is your ability to sell power directly to um, a, a commercial and industrial customer, which wasn't necessarily the, the, the case, you know, you know, 2010, 2011. Uh, you now have the ability to, you know, locally build a power plant and directly supply uh, to To a customer and which which obviously uh, uh, embeds your you know embeds a stronger relationship in terms of payments and so on and so forth, given that you are dealing directly um, with the customer as we go along um, what we are what the continent now needs to do uh, as we are finding say in south africa the the regions that have uh, the highest renewable resources are not necessarily close to these uh, uh, off-takers or these demand centers, so we are now going back to the question of how do we get those resources from where they are located. We can't move the sun, <laughs> we can't move the wind. So how do we get those resources and harness those resources and get it to these clients? And and the conversation is now picking up around you know the, the grid needs to be central uh, around this to be able to to be able to do that. Um, the, the the good thing the good thing about you know, this evolution that is coming is, one, you're not limited by space, right? You're typically not limited by space because these places are, you know, in typically uh, away from high uh, areas with high population density. So you are able to build much lar- larger uh, uh, much larger plants. Um, and as I said, higher resources in those areas, which means you are able to offer these clients uh, lower costs, even after you account for the, the cost of transmitting to them. So I think that's where this sector is heading. We've had, as I said, great traction with building, call it, you know, there's captive, people use different framework captives, uh, embedded uh, capacity. But I think for for the skill that Africa requires, um, that's where the sector needs to head. And, and we are seeing great movements in places like South Africa. Um, the, the, in 2021, we heard about the uh, amendment to the Electricity Regulatory Act, which allowed people to build uh, capacities up to 100 megawatts without requiring a generation license, as well as then wheeling that part through the grid directly to, uh, you know, commercial industrial customers, as, as an example. And if you look at the impact of that change in regulation uh, in uh, in 2021, that, that same year, I believe there were about uh, eight mega, eight, uh, eight gigawatts of, of, of projects that were registered uh, with Nessa, who is the who is the regulator in uh, in South Africa. Uh, post that, um, post that uh, regulatory amendment announcement in 2022, we saw that rise up to 1.6 gigawatts uh, in terms of projects that were registered. So we think that that's going to be a catalyst uh, going forward uh, in not just uh, providing additional renewable or clean power to to CNI's, uh, customers, but there's going to be a net effect since you are you know building up the grid, you know you'll be able to serve all that all that customers along the way.
1: Thank you. Yeah, very interesting trend. So yep. we've seen a sort of, um, um, almost a change in CNI, if you like, um, from one that was predominantly, as you were saying, sort of behind the fence, if Correct. you like, um, firms generating their own power, often termed auto consumption, mm-hmm. and now we're also seeing a complementary sort of aspect where private developers, as you say, are developing this CNI capacity mm-hmm. and using um, grid infrastructure and wheeling that power. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So and this has, of course. Um, Considerable um, ESG benefits mm-hmm. for the off-taking companies when it's um, renewable capacity that's um, generating this power right. in the first instance. Could you speak a bit more to the ESG um, aspects of CNI and how it informs um, AIM's sort of uh, projects and works and investments?
0: Fantastic, thank you. So uh, again, I'll go back to my uh, my uh, my uh, company Starlight. Uh, to date, um, uh, Starlight has been able to generate uh, around 170 uh, gigawatt. Hours of of clean energy uh, for its customers, um, uh, offsetting a significant amount of of diesel diesel usage, uh, particularly in places like Nigeria where we started. We typically are reducing customers uh, customers um, diesel diesel usages in Nigeria by thirty to forty percent when starsat comes in. You know those are significant. You know uh, environmental benefits, reducing the carbon emissions that the the, the, the the, the emission numbers have skipped my head, but you know you, you, that, that does paints into the uh, paints a, a good picture. I mean, StarSide now has about 600 uh, locations across Nigeria where they are saving customers this, uh, uh, the, where they are saving customers or reducing customers u- uh, diesel usages uh, by 30 to 40 percent. So you total that over a year, it's quite a significant uh, reduction in 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 carbon emissions for those customers. So it's. It's one of the impact areas that we look at and we, we, we track regularly to see um, uh, 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 how Starsat is performing and delivering on that. Uh, with the move towards um, uh, wheeled energy to customers, the size of our installations are going to go up. Therefore, the amount of diesel offset you are, ma- you are able to uh, achieve uh, would also go up. Um, We're going to be, uh, South Africa is a very classic, classic example of, of that, uh, serving the mining sector. Where you're able to to wheel large amounts of power um, from, you know, for instance, in the, in the Northern Cape, where uh, StarSight has signed about 300 megawatts of of contracted capacity uh, uh, to you know customers, you know, like data centers and 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 miners, and so you can imagine the 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 the, the level of carbon offset you're going to get from that. So it's a it's a key aspect of what we do, uh, and and one that we, we we track and are proud of. Uh, and then the final thing I should mention is. Uh, StarSight is the first uh, carbon credits accredited for um, uh, energy provider in Nigeria. So all those all those credits that we are all those uh, carbon offsets that we are recording uh, are certified, um, and, and and that's a great uh, achievement for the business.
1: Thank you. And um, of course, you've touched on the um, environmental uh, benefits mm-hmm. of of renewables in CNI in terms of reducing carbon emissions, which is clearly of huge importance. Mm-hmm. But there's also more localized environmental benefits, aren't there, in terms of the, um, the sort of um, uh, emissions, in terms of the um, you know, parti- particulates that, that diesel mm-hmm. um, generation or other forms of fossil fuel generation release. So there's, there's immediate health benefits for local Correct. communities too, aren't there, Correct. by displacing? You Correct.
0: Know? You are, you're absolutely right. You know, the, the, the improvements in, in health quality uh, by you, you know, cutting down on the number of hours uh, that you run your diesel generator for um, is a clear benefit for, for all and not just us not just for the customers, but for you know, the, the, the country as a whole. And uh, we, we look forward to that uh, trend continuing to go up uh, uh, over time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So looking at the, um, the CNI sector as a whole and its role in um, driving growth, perhaps we could talk a bit about the, the main enablers in terms of um, CNI. And also prospective new markets that AIM may be looking at.
0: Fantastic, uh, great, great, great question. So, in terms of the the enablers, uh, I touched on one earlier. So, um, regulatory frameworks are, are key to to enabling you know much larger projects being built. So, again, example of of how we need to scale up. Last year, uh, in 2022, um, the amount of uh, renewables that were deployed in Africa was around 2.6 gigawatts. You compare compare that to, to India, where they are doing 20 gigawatts, and in Brazil, where you have around 14, you had 14 to 15 gigawatts installed. It tells you the the the, the sort of scale that we need to get to, uh, uh, to 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 drive the pace at which we are we are addressing this. You know, on one hand, the energy shortage, and on the other hand, uh, decarbonizing our energy energy mix. So, establishing the right uh, regulatory framework is key. We have seen that in South Africa, we are seeing the benefits of of that you know uh, people are now able to uh, develop much larger uh much larger assets and there's now a focus on improving the grid um, and based on those regulations and we are beginning to see similar uh, other countries follow that uh follow that trend you know in nigeria um, a recent announcement of, of reforms that would allow uh, states to generate their own uh, electricity um, uh, in the country is you know a similar path. I mean, uh, things that are heterogeneous across the continent, but, you know, those high-level themes, we, we expect to still see the benefits come through. The same thing is also happening in Morocco. So uh, the, the, the one thing that we need is, you know, uh, uh, countries to have those frameworks in place to ap- allow people like ourselves in the private sector to, to be able to, you know, uh, be efficient with where we invest, uh, number one, and then number two, have confidence that, you know, over the long haul, where these assets are deployed, um, our our revenues or quality of take is is also guaranteed. So that's the first thing re- regulatory frameworks. The second I, I would I would mention is around we need to be a bit more innovative around financing. So there's there's a lot of money, including ourselves, uh, that is waiting for bankable projects to become available. And we have across our um I'm not just talking about uh, starside star side now but across um a number of portfolio companies uh, that we have in the AIM stable that is looking at the commercial and industrial sector um, in South Africa. You know, when those re- when those regulations changed, um, uh, we since then we've you know uh, we've secured gotten exclus- exclusivity over you know around uh, two gigawatts of, of you know land that's available for generation I've, and I've also signed up um, seven hundred megawatts across all those companies. Um, for, for 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 offtake. Now, what we're able to do in those in those platforms is we are able to sort of spread our call it development costs uh, across the overheads that those portfolio companies carry, right? Um, which is helpful. But in certain cases, that's not always practical, you know. So there's a lot of money that is waiting on the sidelines to go after projects that these are, you know, bankable projects that they, these are uh, portfolio companies are developing. Um, but on the flip side, in terms of developing those projects before they uh, before they become bankable, uh, I think that there still needs to be some innovation around that to encourage people like ourselves to take that you know call it significant development risk at that at that stage where you don't have a project yet. So I think around that area there's still a, a bit of work that needs uh, to be done uh, to encourage people to get those projects up to financial close where you know people like ourselves we, we need to contribute on on the development side and also on the finance side but i, I think getting those projects to uh, once you get a project to financial close there is a strong appetite um, for for financing um, we just need to focus a bit more on that on that development angle and we're doing that through our, as i said our portfolio companies um, but you know we, we need more dedicated capital that that is that is target- targeting that
1: fantastic thank you yeah very interesting indeed um, and um, clearly, for investors, that's going to be a prime question going forward. Yep. But investors are also continuously on the lookout for new markets. Of course, as we know, Correct. Um, what what some sort of the new markets and the opportunities
0: are exciting yourself? Fantastic. Um, so, look, our, our core markets have been. I mean, we, we we believe we will see majority of growth in Nigeria and South Africa. Right? Morocco is also becoming very interesting, given you know the ability of private players to now play at the at the HV level. Right, um, and, and we are looking strongly at, at that market. Uh, the DRC is also becoming very interesting uh, as well. Um, very similar, uh, similar thesis in terms of you know large mining operations mm-hmm. in in the DRC that needs more reliable, more reliable and cleaner power um, 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 for for the operations, and, and that market is becoming more and more, uh, more and more interesting. Uh, we're also operational in. In Ghana and, and Kenya, in Kenya, um, where we are today, uh, we have now deployed the largest um, rooftop uh, solar asset at three megawatts um, for um, through our subsidiary SPAG, um, and we believe, given what we are now seeing in Kenya, we expect uh, um, high levels of growth. You know, through into Uganda and and Tanzania. So for us, that's you know those four markets I've mentioned. I think are where we as AIM will be will be looking to build out our capacity fantastic thank you and um earlier
1: you mentioned um the importance of grid infrastructure as well to c n i projects and this is anticipated as uh, a factor that will be increasingly important, especially as you mentioned off site um c n i generation capacity that will um use the grid to wheel its power to the eventual um off takers of course so um in terms of um grid infrastructure. Obviously that's something that's typically invested in on a sort of uh public basis or public private partnership basis. Um what would you like to see going forward from investors, you know, be they um public entities or private entities in terms of um reforms, perhaps, you know, to 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 um either upgrade or, or commission new grid infrastructure, uh and, and in terms of making it easier for um C and I generators to wheel their power, you know, to customers.
0: Yeah. I I think you answered the question there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think you know, again, going back to reg- regulations, um, private players um, private players uh, require a bit more allowance for their p- uh, participation in, you know, transmission assets and distribution assets, right? Uh, there's still, I mean, you, you, you're seeing it now in South Africa, you know, there's, given the changes, people are now, you know, private capital is now coming into increasing grid access to enable these you know, the, 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 the generating assets that are being built to evacuate their power to their customers. So that's already happening, and we need that to be replicated um, uh, across the continent to allow more private uh, participants in in those sectors, not just on the generation end. Uh, I think we would see that uh, come through. Uh, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the challenges, you know, we're talking about vast dis- distances here. You know, so along the way, you're going to have, you know, uh, uh, land rights, land use, you know, that requires uh, a strong public participation to get over some of those hurdles to ensure that, you know, those sort of blockages along the way are gotten over made, you know, private sector, private participants are able to get over those hurdles much easier, given, you know, the vast amounts of distances you have to travel and the number of stakeholders you need to, you need to engage with over that time. And I think the, the, the public sector uh, has, a, has a, an important role to play uh in achieving that 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 sort of thing um but at the end of the day uh starting off with your starting off with your cni customers uh which again uh are your you know highest credit worthy type of optics uh you are able to start off with that uh, leverage on that offtake and then as i said uh start addressing other sectors like the residential guys who are you know the residential sectors who are you know nearby to those those uptakers. so I think the CNI the CNI space is going to be a catalyst uh, for for that as well as the development of of, of grid infrastructure.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. And um, increasingly, we're seeing a sort of um, a new, let's say, almost a symbiotic role between CNI players mm-hmm. and your you know traditional utilities mm-hmm. or whether they're uh, transmission or distribution companies as well, where um, it doesn't have to be a case of a. Uh, competing with each other actually and mm-hmm. um, there can be a lot of collaboration exactly. and you know the investment as you say mm-hmm. that's flowing into cni um can also provide a benefit you know for for, for public entities or for utilities okay. in strengthening grids and that's a, that's a, a win-win for everyone so Correct. this is um this is sort of um what we're seeing now in a few markets mm-hmm. and it's a very exciting prospect going forward um and we're also looking at um sort of um business cases for CNI and um, generators where they can supply not only maybe their, their anchor client in the mm-hmm. form of um, an industrial offtaker or, or, or a miner, for instance, but um, maybe broaden their offering out to, to local communities as well and supply power right. directly to, to retail users. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something that um,
0: has a sort of a ca- captured AIM's attention to? I, I think that will come. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're still, we're still at the early stages of building out this model. Um, but that would innovatively come you know if you have customers that are not take for instance over the weekends we already have this in Nigeria where you are supplying uh, uh, a customer during uh, the weekday during the weekends you know they are shut down Uh, you still have your solar panels generating power right if you are able to then export that power to the grid to supply communities and residential uh, residential uh, uh, the, the residential sector Around those areas, and that's a huge benefit, as I said. Um, so, but I, I still think we are at the early stages. But we, we are now seeing frameworks that would permit that, whether that's net metering or wheeling, where we are, we are now seeing those frameworks come to the fore, and you know, the public sector, you know, uh, providing guidelines on how 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 uh, how those initiatives will be implemented. So, I think we will get there, um, but we're still still uh, at the early stages of that.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, very exciting times, lots of prospects going forward yep. and um, lots of benefits as well, not just for the CNI and off takers, but for grids, local communities um, and, you know, the wider economies in terms of reducing the cost of power, increasing the reliability. And ultimately, it's about um, improving the economic well-being of, of the countries, you know, in, in, in which you're investing. Correct. So, yep. thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Babba. Thank you, Mark. Really enjoyed it was our a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you
0: this series was recorded at the africa energy forum 2023 in nairobi kenya join us for this and other episodes as we talk to the industry players stakeholders and rising stars of africa's energy sector